Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. Now, school may be out, but the Run for God podcast never stops, right? And we have an extra special surprise this week. Joining me in the Run for God studio is one of my favorite bundles of energy, Angie Hawkins. (laughs) Hello. Hey. Hey. How you been doing? Fantastic. Patrick doing good too? He's good. We're crazy, you know. I mean, it's our busy time of year, so uh, we we are running wild, but enjoying life. We're grateful. I hadn't thought about that in that business. Yeah, Yeah, it's this time of year, so. Yeah. But we're grateful. We're we're grateful for all of the Lord's provisions, for all of our great customers, all of our employees. Yeah, so. Amen. Our health, yeah. Well, and it's graduation time right now, too. So do you guys have a bunch of graduates that you know right around your area? Or? I do. We're yeah. in that age that I have friends that have children graduating from high school and college. Yeah. And it's so cool, you yeah. know, to, to watch some of these kids grow up and, and now they're graduating from college. And yeah. it's just awesome. We love it. It's, yeah. it's really exciting. I was crying the other day looking at all the posts on Facebook. <laughs> well, I have my the first athlete that I ever recruited myself graduates this Saturday and she's just been precious and very special to me for for four years and she's going to be a teacher great and she's going to be awesome we need those yes we need those that's a a dying uh, breed I think for that for those that have the heart for it yep yep. and uh yeah but I'm sure you've been a blessing for her too well I, I hope so she's been special awesome All right, we have a sponsor for this week. This week's podcast is sponsored by Trinity Disposal, which is the go-to disposal company for Whitfield County and the surrounding counties. Uh, Trinity offers a residential trash collection and commercial front-end load dumpsters. Trinity is very detail-oriented and has an excellent customer service reputation. So if you're interested in the -the top-of-the-line disposal service, Trinity Disposal is the route for you. And they do a great job. And they really do. They, they put their money where their mouth is. You know how when you go to Chick-fil-A, y- you know the customer experience is different yeah. at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why every restaurant in the world doesn't copy what they're doing. Exactly. Because it's so successful. Exactly. It feels good to walk in that fast food restaurant. It, it does. <laughs> and uh, Trinity's kind of like that. Yeah. From the, the garbage disposal industry. They're, they're a little bit different because of their their customer service. I remember one, I don't know, maybe last year, Mitchell talking about how they they use it at the the company at their home. And how one time they had forgotten to put the trash out and they came and got the trash from the house. I, I mean, I'm lucky to get away from my guys. Yeah, <laughs> they took my recycle bin and, and took it from me one day, and I had oh to go goodness. get a new. <laughs> oh my goodness! But anyway, yeah, yeah, it's it's nice to have good customer service. It is. Well, our Facebook post from this past week is from Heather Boyer Valdez. You know that name. Uh-huh. I know you know that yes, name really yes. well. Um, Couch to marathon week three. Uh, 43 down and 132 to go. Week three was a blur, but I got all my runs in. Uh, some some were east, some were east, uh, 
Some were easy, excuse me. Some were easy and others were hard. But Jesus met me and ran with me on all of them. I saw a chiropractor on Friday for the first time in many years. Both hips were out, both femurs were out, and my lumbar spine was twisted because because of it. No wonder stretching hurt so badly. Praise Jesus for medical practitioners who listen and support running. Looking forward to seeing how ongoing treatments help. So do you do you use a chiropractor? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. For many, many different reasons. But um, I find this one to be good, a, a, a good post too. And because when, when she posted that, I was like, yeah, um, I feel because I have I've broken my tailbone. I have knee issues, um, but everything's out of whack because of one thing after another. Right. Most currently, I have herniated discs. So it, it's like I show up one day and he's like, "Which what are we working on today?" Yeah. But my chiropractor, I really like him for the fact that he knows my sport. He doesn't, you know, I have a, a history of resistant training. You know, I like going to the gym and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He's a, a an old power lifter and bodybuilder. So he okay. he's never wanting to make me, you know, hey, you need to stop. Yeah. But once we started running, he thinks we're crazy. But that's his biggest uh, question every time I show up. Have you been running? Yes yeah. or no. And he gets upset when I say no. So <laughs> I like I like our um, relationship more than anything. And he listens. So, yeah, that's good. I don't know. It goes to a larger, a larger thing too, because there's other things out there besides chiropractic. Sure, um, I've done dry needling yeah. or mm-hmm. acupuncture, as mm-hmm. it's traditionally known. Um, there's massage. There's a lot of different modalities out there sure. that can really help us to get us better. And sometimes one works and another one doesn't. Mm-hmm. And but it's totally worth it if you're yeah. having particular yeah. problems. Yeah. If you're particularly sore or you just got a pain in an area a lot of times some of these folks are just they're it's kind of like i call it maintenance medicine absolutely and and a lot of times they can do wonders for just keeping you going yeah well and they know i've learned so much because of all of my injuries through the body and whatnot but they know so much about and we've talked about alignment and things like that with you know, your knee might be hurting because the other side, your hip might be mm-hmm. out or, you know, and in, in Heather's case, you know, there's a the little twist going on in your core, but everything is from either your core or your feet. So um, I, I personally like going to him for advice and yeah. then he leads me in other directions yeah. if it's not within his scope of work. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. I've got this problem that I, I developed actually in one workout um, and it's followed me now for years. And I decided to work out with a local college team back several years ago. So actually, the, it was the men's team of the team that I coach. Okay. Um, before, obviously, I was coaching them. And we did some drills and stuff before that workout that just destroyed my hamstrings. Oh. And um, I should... I should know better than to have done those. <laughs> I but I say, wanted, you're kind of giving me. I, I like, wanted oh, no. to do everything that everybody else was doing. Of course. And but as an old person, I didn't need to be doing those particular drills. But I did them anyway. And so I had all these problems. And it, it, again, it followed me for years. And then I went to a therapeutic massage lady mm-hmm. here in town who I think is just wonderful. And like you said, she's so knowledgeable about how the body works and everything. I, I went in to see her and I sat down and literally within five minutes, she looked at me and she said, I think I know what your problem is. She could tell by the way I was sitting. Interesting. 
And, I believe it, but I just love that. Yeah. And sure enough, to this day, I can be on a long run and I start getting these problems down from that start in my hip and go down my hamstring. And I can stop in the middle of that run and I can massage a certain area up underneath my gut, nowhere near the area. Oh, wow. And make it go away just like that because of what she did for me. So not only did she, she help me obviously in the moment yeah. and what was going on, but she taught me that there's things that I can do to help myself. And I think that's important. That's why I like my doctor so much is that when I go in, I don't just say, fix me. I go in and say, why is this this way? And he's, I, I like to have an understanding of why things are happening yeah. so I can then better prepare for the next time or recognize it when it's, when it's happening versus it going full blown or what have you. But I'm, I'm like that with everything. Um, that's really cool that it was in yeah. under your rib cage versus Oh, wow. I'm going to talk to you more about that. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. (laughs) It's all connected. Well. And she understands how it's all connected and why one thing might affect another. So I just heard yesterday, maybe going on a rabbit trail, so don't let me go too far. I just heard yesterday that the the sacrum, the bottom part of your lower part of your back, Mm -hmm. um, is, is the complete opposite side of what is sacred to us and, and meaning like where, um, we're going to like, like, whether or not we're going to have, um, children and that, that sensitive, you know, that, that, that core, the inner strength and everything, it's a very sacred area Mm -hmm. of our bodies. Mm -hmm. And that's where the name sacred came from. Is that right? Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me. The whole core abdominal thing is affecting the back. I mean, again, it's the front muscle versus the back muscle too. So anyway, way off topic. Well, well, and along those topics, what it what winds up being the, the the issue is that there are only there's only two muscles in your body that connect the top half of your body to the lower half of your body. It turns out those muscles are very very important. Sure. To your body working properly. Properly. And, and yeah. That's that's exactly what the the issue is. So I love the body. Yeah, it's I very it. interesting. Yeah. Well, we did have a trivia question last week, and the trivia question last week was this. There is a race that takes place in California that they label as the toughest foot race in the world. It is 135 miles long. What is the name of this race? Did you know the name of this race? I couldn't remember what it was called, but I remember when Dean Carnezis? was on uh, talking about it. Yeah. So, yes, it, it did. Smile. I was like, hey, I know this one, but I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Badwater Ultramarathon. Nuts. And uh, the, it's called Badwater because of where it starts. It starts in the Badwater Basin. Okay. And um, that's why it's called the Badwater Ultramarathon. But it starts in Death Valley yeah. in California, which is the lowest spot in the United States, it's 282 feet below sea level. I think it's the lowest place on Earth, actually, that, uh, that is not covered in water. Sure. And, um, and and then they run to an altitude of 8,360 feet during this race. The temperatures in Death Valley, even on race day, can be as high as 130 degrees. I remember, Dean, talking about how they, you would have to wear like white suits and stay mm-hmm. on the the painted line or shoes melted or something along yeah, that line, your right? Shoes yeah, shoes can melt because the road is so hot. That's insane. Why would anybody go there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, people don't live there. Well, um, why would you go run there? It's pretty, pretty desolate. Um, that's uh, awesome, though. I but that. originally, the the race was set to go from that lowest point in the in the United States to continental United States to the highest point in the continental United States, which happens to be 146 miles away at Mount Whitney. 
um, the t- the total elevation gain is over thirteen thousand. Well, it it could be over nineteen thousand feet if you went from low to high, and they did that early in this races. They used to go all the way to the top of Mount Whitney. Wow. They changed it because of permitting reasons. They this that you know the government came in and said you have to have a permit to get to get on this trail to mount, to hike to the top of Mount Whitney, and that kind of cut them off so that they stop at the at the, the head of that trail. But it's still thirteen thousand feet in elevation gain in one race. Oh, wow. um, and again, it's called the world's toughest foot race for a reason because it is. It's brutal. Badwater, the area of the Badwater Basin where it starts, um, is um, it, it, it's it again. We talked about how hot it is and um, and how you have to wear clothing. You, you think about you want as little clothing as possible. Right. But you can't do that either. Right. You have to you have to be covered because the, the sun Sports, is so yeah. intense. Mm. Um, a guy named Al Arnold was the first guy to try to run from uh, this lowest point to the highest point. He did that in 1974. We didn't make it. He uh, he, he <laughs> I, I got, laugh. He, but he, I mean, OK, <laughs> I know this is really hard to believe, but he got dehydrated. No. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did he not prepare? <laughs> so he didn't make it. And then, so he tried it a couple more times. I think it was on his third or fourth try when he finally made it in 1977. Um, and he made it all the way to the top of Mount Whitney. Uh, and, and it took him a lot longer than it takes them today to run the race. But but he I did bet. it. I um, the first The race was first organized in 1987. Um, and in 1987, when it was first organized, there was no official course. It was, here's the start line, here's the finish line, get, get there, there however you want to. Wow. And so that, that made it interesting because some people would try to go across areas that you probably shouldn't try to go across. And so that made it a little bit more interesting than it is today. Today, it's a mapped out course. Um, and again, it started um, to be 146 miles. Now it's 135 miles because it's 11 more miles to the, the summit. Um there's a 48-hour time limit these days for the race, so you, okay. you have to be able to complete it in under 48 hours. Um, it used to be 60 when it went all the way to the top of Mount Whitney, but now it's 40. Um, the record is 33 hours and 54 minutes by a guy named Marshall Ulrich. Um, that's the, oh, excuse me, that's the record for the 146-mile course. Mile. For the 135-mile course, the record is 21 hours and 33 minutes by Yoshihiko Ishikawa. Good, uh, good job reading that one. That's a hard one, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and then the the, the woman uh, with the record is, is is excuse me the first woman uh, to to win the race overall. Wow, was Pam Reed in two thousand and two? Interestingly, do you know who came in second place in that race? Dean Carnassus. I was going to say I'm going to take a guess and say yeah, Dean Carnassus. Dean okay. Carnassus. Yeah, wow. that's right. So there are about ninety finishers every year. About twenty to forty percent don't finish. Um, Dean Carnazis did win it twice, um, and it's uh, it's invitation only. You you don't you can't just it's not you just can't just sign up just for, show for up. Badwater. Yeah. There are actually way more people that apply for the race than actually get accepted to the race. So you have to. There's some prerequisites. You have to. I think you have to have run a hundred mile race and some other things that you have to have done before you can. You be can't just show up unexpected. That's right. I mean, not knowing the conditions and everything. Right. And However, there are some people who will just go out there and just run it. Yeah. You know, not, not on race official day. race. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's 
that would be me. That would be what I would want to do. Yeah. Not me. Uh, <laughs> I might be like your crew in the truck and, and say, come on, Dean, here's, yeah. here's the water. Don't dehydrate. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what's even more fascinating about the race now these days is some people have done it as a double. Okay. So where they run to the top and then back down <laughs> to the start. Wow. And now then, then people started doing triples where they, they went three times and then now there's even people who have done quads where they actually do up and down twice that's insane and uh yeah it's crazy it, it takes really, like 10 days to do it but. it gives you a whole new perspective on hill day yeah well, yeah <laughs> and running in the heat <laughs> yeah some people just uh they just want to see how far they can go and, yeah and it's that's insane hey, that's, that's awesome ultra marathoners are crazy people that's the bottom line mm-hmm. yeah yep mm-hmm. yep so all right it takes a special person. It does. It does. <laughs> Sorry. Well, let's talk about the Hawkins 10K. Awesome. Yeah, we got the Hawkins 10K. Well, I mean, it's it's not too far out it's there. It's not in the too future. far out now. So July tell, next month. Tell us about the Hawkins 10K. Well, we are super excited that um, last year that you guys came and, and ran with us, and that this all just kind of developed, and we just kind of we were looking for 10K and decided, eh, let's just run our own. Hey, let's raise some money for a Run for God. If why we do it. And so this year, yeah, and you guys have been talking about how it's kind of grown a little bit. We're trying to keep it, you know, as organic and just let it happen as much as possible. But we are trying to think it through a little bit more. Like we've probably, you like that, we're, we're thinking of moving the start start line, finish line to an area that there's a porta pot where we didn't have restrooms last year, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, which is just down the course some. Um, but overall, everything is going great. We are speaking of Heather, her and her husband, um, when we were all in Dalton for the race, the 5K, uh, Eric is amongst other things. Uh, Heather's husband does graphic design work and he has offered to do our artwork because we are um, giving away rally towels are you familiar with rally yeah, towels yeah. you know everybody has a t-shirt and i was like you know i have so many t-shirts let's do something different yeah and so we decided to do rally towels for anybody who raises over 200 dollars. cool so and that's all being everything's being donated um bigfoot services our our company mine and patrick's company um we're gonna use them to to purchase and having all the towels made and whatnot we have a local company here that in Dalton that is um, going to screen print them for us and then like I said Eric has done the artwork and you know just getting everybody together we you know have our site set up and everything and I'm not I'm so technically challenged it's not even funny so um, I had that all set up a few months ago um, so everybody can get registered and start raising money so much fun so it much is fun. so much fun and, we're and I love excited. these events that are different well, and, and I've been trying to explain it because I'm, you know, I'm, I have things in my mind. I have such a hard time getting it off out of my mouth, though. Articulate and t- trying to explain stuff is just not my my forte. But but you don't have any problem actually moving the lips. I have so no problem that in my hands. I'm trying my hardest not to talk with my hands today. Um, the the idea is is just like kind of a. a, a just a, a mashup kind of, hey, let's let's all just kind of run together. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of celebrating everybody's hard work and the accomplishments and whether you're running or walking. Um, we've had some people say, you know, what's the cutoff? And we're following, you know, Run For God's like theme of no man left behind. We're we're gonna wait until you're finished. We ain't, have a ain't couple- no cutoff. There ain't no cutoff. <laughs> um, but ultimately, we're just excited to just kind of go out and run with everybody and 
hopefully have you guys and we're trying to figure out still about a, a camera or something like that to yeah. do a live shot yeah we've talked about that okay. I, there's an uh, there's a solution we just gotta figure it out and we keep uh, talking about it but nothing's being decided right yeah well, it, probably yeah. the day before yeah well hopefully a little before then but well I, I'm going to challenge you guys to come out because there was a question about cell service. You guys should come out and run to test it out out. to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you do have the course mapped out at this point. Then then yeah, 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 we we need to do that for sure. Yep. And figure it out. And we have it exactly 6.2 this time versus last year it was. It was pretty close. It was close, depending on where you started or, yeah. Yeah, Those that got kind of lost. There were a few people who wound up running, you know, they ran about, I don't know, 80 meters or so past the finish line and back. And back to just, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. It was all good. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully maybe again this year we can have the, our our Dalton State ladies came out there. We all got in a van and drove down there. Yeah. That uh, was such a surprise. Thank you. We can do that again. Yeah. We, if if it works out, I would love to have everybody. I find them to be so encouraging. Um, I'm one of those though, whether you are walking or super fast, I can find encouragement by what you're doing Mm -hmm. because whether you're walking or you're running super fast, you're still putting in the work. And I admire people who just don't give up. Yeah. You know, I mean, some of us are little knuckleheads that we should probably back off sometimes, but. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. All right. Well, if you haven't checked out J Radio yet, why don't you check out J Radio? It is the world's greatest music platform. And I promise you that you will find nothing but uplifting, positive Christian messages in J Radio. Social media? Nope. Grocery store tabloids? Nope. The newspaper? Not usually. The national news? Are you serious? Is there any media source these days that only shares a positive message? A lot of the media we take in each day can be pretty negative. Why not make the decision right now that your music will only be positive? Sign up for an account at jradio.com today and download the app in your app store. With music for every moment and entirely positive Christian message, it'll be nice to hear things going right for a change. All right, we're back. And what the people who haven't been, and, and it's that means most people listening right. have not been to this area where you hold this race. Correct. It is a beautiful area. It really is. I mean, I love it. We Patrick and I travel about mm, 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes to, to, to go to Cartersville to run. Yeah. Specifically because it's just the main course that we'll be running this 10k is roughly um two and a half miles but then we leave it to go to another little area to come back so but it's all trail paved trails and whatnot Mm -hmm. and um but it's around sod farms and um cotton fields and so it's just it's a gorgeous like peaceful you know you you see maybe the sprinklers out there or the tractors out there um but everybody that lives in that community that comes out there it's they're they're kind and just everybody's happy and it's just such a it's a good place to be you know so i'm excited to 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 bring everybody into i've been posting a lot of pictures lately and lately that's all we've been running is over in that area yeah. so just to give people like an idea of what they're going to see if they get to come to Cartersville. so much fun yeah. so much fun can't wait all right well listen we've been asking for your stories we need stories and i know there's somebody listening right now who who has said over and over in their head I need I need to write my story down. I need to write my story down. I need to and they say it over and over again. So I'm talking to you, whoever's listening right now. You're you got it and you're going, Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's 
do just do it just do right? it yeah. just do it just get out there and write your story submit it it's you can go to the run for god page to the bottom submit your story we're real we make it real complicated it's called submit your story it's tough to find that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, even for people like me oh i pushed that button <laughs> yeah yeah so so let us know about that and you know what you may wind up with you may wind up in uh, in one of the issues uh, of future issues of devotions and yeah. may wind up getting you know going through guideposts and it's pretty cool but we'll also share it right here on this podcast and we're about to share somebody's story um great great stories that we have i'm always so inspired by yeah. all of them and um i i i absolutely love them and then where you guys get to talking about the scripture and everything too it just it's 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 a time of my either monday or tuesday that i i def, definitely map out to just sit and either listen or watch or sometimes both so yeah yeah, yeah i like stories so what do you think about the mental side of running? I love everything mental because yeah. I'm crazy, you know. <laughs> and um, but it was recently I've learned some I, a couple of years ago, without trying to go on another rabbit trail here, um, I do a lot of, of research, I guess you can say, about how the mind works and why how we can remap our thoughts and whatnot. And um, it's just so cool to me to realize when I'm in a hard run now. It, it's taken about three years for it to go, oh, I can do this while I'm running too. Yeah. While you're in a difficult run or you know those, those horrible lies start flooding your thoughts and everything, the hill or what have you, you can kind of control that. You really can. So I love it. I, I yeah. love everything about this and um, over, overcoming those lies is, is yeah. it's pretty cool once you realize you can do it. Yeah. You know what I find interesting about it as, <clears throat> a, as an older <laughs> athlete who's yeah. been doing this for a very long time yeah. and uh, you know my mind obviously was a lot different when i was 18 years old compared to today and what i have found interesting is is that experience makes a difference sure because the more that you go to that well and the more that you push past or weren't run hard the easier it becomes to make you know to make it a habit to to be able to do that but at the same time as i get older i care less about running as well as I ran when I was younger. You are interesting to follow with the fact that you don't judge yourself on performance, but you like to go perform really well at all these events, which I think yeah. is really cool. Yeah. So it's like you have that switch that you're able to really control clicking on and off. You yeah. want to go run, but some days there's no performance-based run. Yeah. But then you can also go turn it on and set world records. I mean... Yeah. The, I, <laughs> Just American. So do you know, oh, sorry. Do you do you know what's going on in your brain when all that's happening? What's going on in my brain? It's a chemical reaction. It's a hormone yeah. reaction. So when you are, this is the, the geeky stuff that I absolutely love. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not trained or taught in school or it's just, so forgive me. Um, simplified Angie Land thoughts are when you come across contact or coming into doing something new let's start there first that is actually the dopamine rush that's where it's it's in the search of doing that new thing so that's why when we start doing a new 10k we get really excited right yeah um but then it starts to get hard and a lot of times we fall off with that hard that's happening your brain is uh, the lies that are going on in your mind um you're you're now releasing a hormone that is it's called epinephrine mm -hmm. and when the epinephrine sets in that's then being released through your your limbic brain your um i know right yeah yeah <laughs> it is um your lizard brain yes yes mm -hmm. 
but you are then that's the fight or flight the the and and that's when we decide i can't do this or i've got to do it yeah and then when you decide it's a choice that you make once you make that decision to go do it then the epinephrine sets in and it takes these two hormones to now create a new channel of thinking so you're creating new neuropathways yeah. during that whole decision making yeah which happens within a split second yeah it's so cool. Yeah. And but what? Th- that's cool. God made us that way. Yeah. That we can rechannel our thoughts. And like you said, the more we go back to do it, the easier it gets because right. we believe in it. That's right. And we've we've taken that pathway. We've worn down that trail. I always think of like going into the woods or what yep. have you. Yep. yep. Exactly. Yep. That's it's awesome. so cool. Yeah. yeah. So it. we do. We have we have the ability to do that. And why? But why do we still think we can't? That's uh, what I haven't figured out. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Why yeah. do we still panic? Yeah. Yeah. And it's still with all I've run 100,000 miles in my life and, and there's still days where it's just hard. It's really hard. That's to, just to amazing to me. To I mean, even when you're just going out for an easy run, so yeah. to speak, that you're just like, ugh. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Yep. All right. Thanks for making me feel normal. <laughs> One thing we failed to mention, we've we've got oh, these shirts, right? Yes. The USA shirts. I think we're just only a few days left to uh, to get yours. So go to the Run for God store and get your, your I mean, these are some cool shirts. They right? are some cool shirts. I got my first got one years ago. I've got two tank tops and a, and a white t-shirt. Yeah. My white t-shirt is no longer white, so maybe yeah. that'll be my color that I get this yeah. year. Um, because I've worn it so much. But yeah, I love them. And, and especially coming towards the 4th of July and everything, it's just, I don't know, yeah. very patriotic. And if you're just listening and you're not watching the video, oh. um, which is most of you, yeah. um, these shirts, they have the Run for God logo, but in the background of the logo is is the American flag. American flag, yeah. And so it's it's really it's really patriotic. And yes. we love to be patriotic. Yes. And this is the time of year Amen. to be patriotic. So get yours today. And not only will you get one of these, but if you order one of these right now, we have limited supplies, but you also get a free regular Run for God shirt. Um, with that, with the the whatever we've got in stock and whatever sure. we got left, so awesome. uh, two two for two one. Two for one. That's a deal. My, I guess I'm That's ordering more deal. shirts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not a problem. Uh, all right. So today's story kind of goes with what we were just talking about. It's called "Overcoming Lies." It comes from Randy Wheely, R- Randy Whaley, from Marlowe, Oklahoma, and this is what it says. God had started a work in me telling me to run. As an overweight, non-athletic girl who had never run, I was scared. I started training anyway. About 10 months later, I had entered my second 5K. My goal was to run the entire thing. I couldn't run the first one. I kept taking walking breaks. I was determined to run all 3.1 miles, even though I had never run more than two miles at one time. It was a local for fun color run. There was no pressure to finish first. I was excited. I started a little too strong. As I approached mile one, I was feeling discouraged. I was running out of energy. People were just flying by me. I just kept praying. My prayer was, God help me do this. When I got close to mile two, walkers began passing me. I was moving too, I was, excuse me, I was moving so slow. I was, sto- I was sobbing as I ran, and that certainly doesn't help anything. My head started filling up with things like, just walk, no one cares, and it really doesn't matter, just quit. But then I heard God's booming voice of, 
I care. I told you to run, and I will help you. He started giving me scripture, reminding me that he began this work in me, and he would make sure that it was completed. Also, that I was going to have an amazing story to tell someday. I would be able to tell others about this and about how he helped me. I dried my face with my shirt and pushed through. It wasn't easy. I kept whispering the name of Jesus every time it became too hard to breathe. Every time the pain became too much. He was there helping me through. It was a beautiful moment crossing that finish line. I spent the entire day just thanking him, thanking him that his voice booms louder than any lies Satan wants to tell me. God is bigger. God really used that day in my life, and I've been able to share with other women who are scared to try running. I've been allowed to encourage others who are struggling. God was able to take all that fear and pain and turn it into something beautiful that I am so blessed to share with other women who are going through the same thing I did. I still struggle to run three miles. It's still hard. I know one day it won't be. I'm getting better with practice and discipline. He helps me every day. Remind yourself of the truth so you can overcome the lies. Great story. So true. Yeah. This running thing can be hard. It really can be. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing about running that a lot of people don't realize. And when you're new to running, you think, well. It's just me. It's just me. Mm-hmm. And it's just hard because I'm just starting. Well, running can be hard for everybody. It's right. hard for me sometimes. Well, well, yeah, you say that. And it's, yeah. it is, I hate to say it. I don't want to use you as the example, but it's, it's re- reassuring even for you to have a hard run yeah. for us to go okay we can do this if dean yeah. keeps doing it for all these years and 11 years straight other than one day i mean yeah we can do this yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm thinking about taking a day off this summer i i heard that you said that yeah, yeah. what do we, you think about that i don't know are you I, gonna have a hard time with I, it i haven't decided yet whether i want to do it or not but um I'm trying and we'll to get decide. back to that yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, what I find interesting about these stories is every time that we, we see this this story, we've, mm-hmm. we've seen this story a million, a million different ways. Sure. And every time the truth is, is that ability is inside of her the whole time. The whole time. God is just reassuring us that we that it's there. It always reminds me for myself, but then reading this and hearing you read this, um, it's like when you know the Israelites were going into the promised land. They've already been chosen to go into it. They've already all you have to do is go claim it. Yeah, we're we're already equipped to do the things that God has called us to do, or yeah. He's going to equip. But we're equipped to do it. Why do we doubt? I don't know. It's not our ability. It's His. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think what happens is it's sort of like when I remember when I was live. I lived down in South Georgia for a while, and I lived literally. I could throw a rock and hit the train tracks from where I lived. Yeah. Uh, it was so close to the train tracks. But you know, and I really worried about that when I when I moved in. But within a, a month, I never heard the trains come by. That's insane. I mean, they would come by in the middle of the night and never wake me up because I just got used to it. Mm. And it was really loud. I feel like sometimes we're that way with God's voice. Yeah. I think sometimes God is, just like she says, he's very, very loud and, and makes things very obvious very often. But we've gotten used to ignoring it. Sure. Oh, and, yeah. And and we have to be careful of that. Mm-hmm. We have to be cognizant of it. And, Absolutely. Uh, and make sure that we're listening for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Hebrews 12, 11 says, Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. 
Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. We never like it when it's hard, no. while it's hard, in the moment. No. We, we don't, while we're running that run, that we're, it just feels like we're just, it's never going to end, and this is so hard. And it, we never think about in that moment that it's making us stronger, but we probably should think that. Well, this goes back to what I said earlier. I've, I've gotten to the point, and it wasn't until my 50s that I started thinking, I need to understand why this is happening. And, you know, why, like I had asked you last year, I'm not sure that you remember, but I was like, why do we do speed work intervals mm-hmm. hill workout what what is not because I, I know it's not you just telling us what to do but mm-hmm. i know there's a purpose behind it right. so when this sort of thing happens i i i just keep kind of telling myself find the joy in it because yeah. there is a, there's a purpose for it there's a purpose for this yeah pain <laughs> yeah yeah and there is, and there is. i try and I've seen so many athletes. I mean, I, they're just countless. More more athletes fall on this side that I'm going to describe than the this joyful, triumphant side. <laughs> so many athletes who never realize their potential. Mm-hmm. And the reason they don't realize it is because... Uh, they 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 just they give in to the the chastening as the the verse mm-hmm. the verse says that that pain and you know in order for us to get over that we have to overcome that regularly regularly it can't just mm-hmm. be one time it's not just because the truth is is you have to overcome if you want to be the best you can be mm-hmm. um, you have to overcome that in practice before you can do it in a meet and you might do it in a meet but if you haven't done it in practice you're not as far along and you're not as you're not as well equipped Right. For that meat. Right. And so um, it's it's we need a daily determination to overcome whatever the obstacle is today. Yeah. Daily determination. I like how you say that because I always say it's a choice that we have to make. But daily determination, you're determined to do that. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. a good, good choice of words. But what I see is I see an athlete going, well, it's not going to hurt for me today mm-hmm. to give in to, to To skip this or, yeah. And, and then the next day it's, well, it's just one day. Because you're now creating that that's pathway, ex- that, exact, that thought. That, that's, that's your coping skill. That's exactly right. And so you, you the we need to quit giving into it mm-hmm. is what we have to do. First mm-hmm. Peter five eight says, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour." Mm-hmm. I love this verse and hate mm-hmm. this verse at the mm-hmm. same time. Right? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's uh, then this this is kind of at the end of Peter. At First Peter, First Peter is five chapters. This right. is kind of toward the end of that. Um, and this is this is he, he's warning. Mm-hmm. He's saying, this is coming. Satan's coming. Yeah. Hello. He wants to devour you. Yeah. He wants to upset your apple cart. He wants to be the fly in the ointment. He wants to be the monkey in the wrench. <laughs> he, he, he wants to get in your way. And we have to know that it's coming. Yeah. 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 I mean, he has no other mission but to steal, kill, and destroy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. and I always use this in a different, I mean, you know, I always think about how you know, the enemy's always like peeking through a keyhole. You know, those old timey keyholes yeah. that you can kind of, you know, he's always looking through that keyhole to look for the time to devour you, to, that he mm-hmm. can just sneak in and get you. 
Finding, so. finding your weakness. Yeah. I was just talking to one of my athletes yesterday who was talking about um, there's a, a particular another athlete from another team in our conference, and she made the astute observation that uh, she knows this girl's weakness. Mm. And that she in order for her to beat this girl when in competition, she needs to exploit that weakness. That's what Satan's doing to us. Absolutely. Satan is waiting and looking. He knows what our weaknesses are. Yeah. And he's waiting for that opportunity to jump in there as soon as we're exposed to it. I have um, a few friends that are battling some injuries. And we've discussed before about how, you know, our minds are so set and, and you know, we're in God's word. We are in the the season of our lives where where God is so in front center everything that that you know he's holding us close so the enemy has nothing but our bodies and our physical bodies flesh mm-hmm. to attack us with yep. and if he can take out our knees or you know throw out my neck or what have you um then we're not able to get out there and share his word and shine his light and everything so i count it all joy i yeah. really do Amen. Amen. <laughs> I keep telling myself that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's important. I do too. Because I think just telling yourself that, whether it's the repetitiveness mm-hmm. of doing it over and over again, um, it, it sinks in. Yeah. It just sinks in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and in kind of what he's saying, it, it's like, it's like, listen up. This is this is important. This is an important thing that I'm saying here in in this particular verse. Mm-hmm. I was talking with a group of elementary school kids here recently, and I remember there was one point I really wanted to drive home to them. So before that point, what I said was, "Okay, if you didn't hear anything else I said, I want you to pay attention right now because I'm going to say something really important." That's what that's what he's doing here. Yeah, he's saying, "Listen, this yeah. is." really important satan's out to get you and know you it. need to listen you yeah. need to listen yeah that's what i like about that verse yeah. philippians 1 6 says being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of jesus christ we just talked about how um recently we talked about how god is is continually continually improving us i've talked before on this podcast about uh, having an issue with I get really passionate about things and I can I can I can lash out and I can be very mm-hmm. and God has tamed me mm-hmm. so much but it wasn't all at one time no it was this this idea of he who began began a good work he began this work in me he started to change me years ago sure and every day I'm a little bit better at it and it, well we're we're never I, I, I have a say I'm, I'm constantly under construction yeah and and if we don't think that we have places to improve then then we've got to really look at ourselves self-check here that's a whole different problem there <laughs> right yeah, yeah. but yeah. I agree yeah yeah it's a lot like a like a training plan right right um you know as we Absolutely. run mm-hmm. there's we, we can be better next week than we are this week by what we do this week but then there's also we can be better a year from now and then mm-hmm. we can be even better two years from two now. Two years from now, yeah. And it's all about just that continuous improvement. Yep. Uh, it's, yep. a, it's a great uh, example. Um, but there's there's two things that are important to all of that. You know, he, he talks about he who has begun, begun. Mm-hmm. a good work in you is so important because we have to start. 
Sure. We yeah, have to have that starting yeah. point mm-hmm. where we where we start that, where we let God start that process of improving us. And then, of course, as it says, we've got to be vigilant about it. Yeah. We, we've got to stay on it and 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 keep being obedient to God in order for all that fruit to come from it. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. How about this question? What lies are you believing that you're keep that are keeping you from doing what he asks? I think the big one for a lot of us and the big one for me a lot of times is I don't have enough time. Yeah. Last week's podcast, I talked about how I was asked to fill in for a Wednesday night service. And um, it was on Wednesday morning when I was asked. And I had a jam-packed full day of things to do. And uh, there was just no way I could do it. Mm -hmm. But I needed to do it. Yeah. And there were other things. God was going to provide a way. And he did. And there were I, there was more things that got in the way than I thought were even going to get in the way. Sure. So I had even less time to prepare for it. Again, going back to the enemy is going to keep you from doing that's, that good thing that God's wanting you to do. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, and so for me, a lot of times it's time. There's yeah. always this this angle of I don't have enough time to do that. And the truth is, is we got to find time for the important things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, our hierarchy needs to be right. Too. Yeah. What is important. what what is important and what yeah what's important and who's important too yeah 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 mm-hmm. we see it all the time in the five k challenge the marathon challenge all of these challenges that we have where um, so many people just they just don't believe they can do it they're they're packed they have this or that this time of year the end of school year and mm-hmm. there's a lot of things going on well we knew end of school year was coming so we have to plan for it yeah. Yeah. You know, not to, to wag fingers. I'm talking to myself, you know, because this is our busy time of year. We know our season's coming, so we've got a plan for that busy season. Yeah. 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 And, and sometimes it's not time. Sometimes it's something else sure. that people get in their way that I can't do. Mine is I, I'm I'm not good enough. That's yeah. that's my yeah. biggest thing. And that's where I'm always. But it, it's a mind thing. Yeah. And, you know, so I always go back to you are good enough. You wouldn't be called to it. You are chosen to do this. So go yeah. do it. Yeah. Another big one in Run for God circles is I'm too old. Definitely. Yeah, I've heard that a million yeah. times. Or the injuries I, or the. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm too old to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bad for my knees or it's, you know, there's all sorts of, of excuses and all those excuses are just, they're just implanted there. They're just lies. They're, they're, Going back to her story, they're just, they're just lies. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and not I, to take away from an, an, an ache or pain or something along that line, but sometimes you can actually feel better if you just get up and move. Yep. Yep. That's my case. Yeah. And I go back to these athletes that I've coached that I see that never reach their full potential. Yeah. And it's just, um, I know they can do it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I, I try to be that voice in their head as much as I can uh, of saying, you can do this. Mm-hmm. I would not tell you that you could if sure. you couldn't. Yeah. And boy, how joyful it is when they do get there. Yeah. Isn't that the greatest? Goodness, yes. I, I am definitely the world's biggest cheerleader. I mean, I think that's kind yeah. of obvious. But uh, I get, I have, I, my heart is overcome with joy to see people get through that hard stuff. Yeah. You that I mean, not even knowing half the people that are in Run Club, but you get to know them. And I'm like, I know you can do this. Yeah. I know you can. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, this is where I have a hard time with the the incongruency of all of this is, is, the way I was brought up, mm-hmm. and it, this it's hard for me to understand mm-hmm. why people have such a hard time with it because when I grew up, and I've said this on this podcast before, my mother told me I could do anything, yeah. and I believed her. And so my my thoughts about anything is, well, if he can do it, if she can do it, 
then I can do it. Then you can do it. Yeah. And and that's uh again, that was beat into my brain. Right. And so that's why I believe it. But what a beautiful lesson so, for your mom. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so many people they see it happening right in front of them mm-hmm. with somebody else and still think, Well, I, I can't Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Yes, Look you can. at all the evidence out mm-hmm. there right in front of your eyes mm-hmm. that tell you that you can do it. Well, even growing up, I have asthma. So growing up, I, I now say I use that as my excuse. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of people. You have girls that have asthma on mm-hmm. your on your team. That's right. So I, I but we're taught it's learned behavior or, you know, even if it's just learned by ourselves because that we we chose to use that as our excuse. Yeah. But after a while, you start to believe it. Oh, I'm panicking and I'm getting short of breath. Well, slow down. Yeah. <laughs> Catch yeah. your breath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is common sense. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, here's the here's the the next question mm. is kind of the where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. How can you overcome those lies? Uh, Staying close to the word of God for me. I mean, that going back to. You got to be creative. You have to be creative. It's a A choice. It's a choice to to overcome those lies. I mean, and you don't realize being mindful that they are going to flood. Yeah. So and recognize them as soon as possible, in my opinion, and and going, oh, wait a minute. Wait, I have done this hill before or whatever that hard thing is. So, yeah. And again, I I always look at the evidence around me. So like, for example, with the time thing, Mm -hmm. I look at. You know, Elon Musk has been in the news a lot, a lot lately, lately for the whole mm-hmm. Twitter thing, right? Right. You think Elon Musk has enough to worry about without worrying about purchasing Twitter? Right. I mean, the guy's got... Bukus. Who, who, <laughs> who thinks Elon Musk has all the time in the world to worry about Twitter? Right. And, and do you think that that's really even a thought? Like, we we sit here and we talk about what's on Twitter, what's on Facebook, what's that? I don't know that he's necessarily worrying about what I'm posting on yeah. Twitter or Facebook. <laughs> yeah. 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 But the but the bottom line is is he he thinks it's an important thing to for mm-hmm. for whatever reason. For whatever reason. And um, he's he'll find the time. He will. Yeah. Yep. yep. But I guarantee he's not worried about whether or not I ran today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I just yeah. Oh, to have that kind of never mind. Well, I just I just had a conversation with one of my athletes who has some doubts um mm. and it, it's just clear satan is throwing these things in her ear that are they're just they're just bad thoughts oh that's tough and um it's just it's a she she has to remind herself of her value mm-hmm. and who she is in reality not who she's being who Satan's telling her she is, right? And that's her the, weak point. Yeah. Whatever yeah, that is. That's yeah. it. And and that's what's happening is mm-hmm. he's really exploiting her weak point. And uh I think that we have to realize that our value is in Christ. Amen. And yeah. when we get to that point, when we come to that realization, everything changes. Sure. Now in the moment we're always going to revert back to. We always do. Well, and again, I, I think it, about the Israelites going into the promised land, yeah. but there for a while they wanted to go back to Egypt to be slaves. I mean, you know, because yeah. they they got meat and food, not manna. Um, so I, I I'm constantly thinking. So the word of God is always on my tongue. I mean, you know, like I at least try to. Maybe not perfect, but yeah. the thought of it, I, I see in pictures and everything. So I think of these pictures, but you know, when it comes down to it, when those thoughts start flooding, cause I, I'm very hard on myself. That's one of my, my, my worst things that, that um, 
I'm going to tell me I'm bad before you can ever tell me I'm bad, you know? And, um, but I have to remember that God made me and that I made in his image. And so like, these are the the quick second thoughts that I have real fast when I start to doubt myself and all of those, because that's my weak spot, you know, that the doubt and you're not good enough, Angie. Yeah. Well, I've been called to be here, so I'm good enough for him, so I'm going to go do it. Amen. It might not be the way you want it, but I'm doing it. <laughs> Amen. And it all goes back to what we were talking about a little while ago, is you have to continually do that. And the to. more often mm-hmm. you do it, the easier it becomes yeah. to do it. Right. And those in my circle know, I mean, Patrick knows my insecurities and yeah. and knows how much I'm going to beat myself up. And, and, you know, God bless him. He's that that big tough guy is really a sweet man <laughs> and uh, that, that m- many people don't see but we have to we, because that channel of doubt and the insecurities and everything i have 50 years of that 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 pathway yeah, yeah. and and it's a matter of rerouting to get through mm-hmm. that that i don't get caught up in it anymore yeah. and it, but again it starts with a choice and yeah. we have to choose to do that yeah. and it's hard but it's worth it's it. it's hard but it's worth it yeah. yeah i'm a much happier person these days yeah you know you and i've talked about uh, you know suffering with a little bit of anger issues and you know yeah. i'm short-tempered and most people won't see that because i choose not to do that anymore it's yeah. much nicer to just yeah. Gonna be here. Isn't it awesome? Y'all think I'm just silly. There's <laughs> a lot going on in this brain. <laughs> uh, last question. Can you put down the negativity and trust God? Um doing our best. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I look at it like um um it, it's a displacement, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It's uh you have to the your your brain is going to think of something. So if sure. I if I say right now, if I say don't think about an elephant. Well, boom. What goes in your head? An elephant in, just came to the mind. Right? You're thinking <laughs> of an elephant. Um, you you can't not think of something. Right. So what we have to do is we have to take the 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 positive images mm-hmm. in order to get the negative images out. We have to we have to replace them yes. with positive images. Yes. We can't just say I'm not going to think about that. Right. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, Because when you say, I'm not going to think about that, boom, you're thinking about it. Yeah. What you have to do is then replace it with, I'm going to think of all things good and joyful. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And when you think of God's love, mm. it's really hard to be negative. Yeah. When you, you know, when you're really thinking about the depths of his love sure. and, and that kind of thing. And so I th- that's I so beautiful. That's, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. But then I start thinking I'm not worthy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. We, we keep going back, don't we? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Philippians 4, 8 says this. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. That's what we're talking about. That's right. Is replacing all those negative thoughts with those things. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the Bible gives us, look at all the ideas there. Yes. Whatever is true, whatever, all these, it's a list mm-hmm. of, go through that list and, and pick something out. Purposeful thinking in positive ways will displace the negative thoughts in our head. Absolutely. And, I, I think of, um, you know, just taking up the, you know, God's word, the the sword of the spirit every single day. Um, and then also uh, also in Joshua, um, where he says to, to keep my word on your on your tongue. I mean, you know, he tells us to to have that in 
our thoughts at all time. And mm-hmm. when and so when I will, I was just running this past weekend with somebody and she was having a hard time and everything, but I heard her start speaking beautiful words over herself. Yeah. And I was like, you go girl. Yes, yeah. I just prayed with her and, and everything was awesome. It's, it's like, she's got that one down pat. I need to, here I thought I was helping her, but yet she taught me a lesson. <laughs> That's awesome yeah. when that happens, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. That happens to, I, I, I've got one girl on our team. Um, she's just so positive. Uh, and sometimes, you know, we're, we're talking about something and uh, you know, there's a, a negative, I'm thinking about it from a negative standpoint and she'll do it just like that. She she'll she'll come at it from a whole different angle, uh-huh. and uh, it's a, it's so refreshing. Yeah, she's already thinking like what we're talking about. Yeah. And she's in, she has replaced the I can't do this with you are capable of doing this. We've that's, got we can get up this hill or whatever. That's yeah. right. That's right. Awesome. Yep. At Run for God, we care about more than just your exercise. We care about your relationship with God, and we believe that the music you listen to while you run can help you build your relationship with God. That's why we partner with J Radio. J Radio offers a variety of positive and Christian playlists to listen to while you run. You can find a playlist that I put together on the Run for God station at J Radio. All right, so we're back, and you know we're getting into summertime. It's getting warm out there. It's warm. I think today it's supposed to be ninety-two. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So it's it's pretty warm. It's not bad water, bad. It's not, it's, and it's, and so, but I I like hot weather. Do you? I do. The humidity gets me more than like the heat, you know, yeah, itself. But um, I choose to go again. It's a choice. People ask us all the time, how, or Patrick, how do you work in the heat? He works in the heat. You yeah. you develop uh, the ability it. to, yeah. yeah. Same thing, how do you run in the, in the heat? You train in the heat. Yeah. You Just like cold, I don't love cold weather, but I have to go out and do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've talked about running in the heat on Thursday nights. If mm-hmm. you've never checked that out, you can find that on, on the Facebook page and with the hashtag Thursday night, but, or topic Thursday nights. Um. But it's important to understand that when you run in the heat, your body has to work harder. Yeah. It's it's literally, your body literally has to work harder. And so what a lot of people have a hard time with is let's say I'm a, I run and my normal pace is 10 minutes per mile. Mm-hmm. And they get to summertime and it's hard to run 10 minutes per mile. Well, what they don't realize is running 1030 per mile is the same thing as running 10 minutes per mile back in the wintertime. Right. Because their body has to work harder. And so people get frustrated with that because they feel like well, I'm slowing down. I'm slowing and down, it's, yeah. I'm not. I'm not getting as much out of it. Yes, you are. Is there a particular, like, equation for that? Is it 30 seconds, add 30 seconds, or is there just kind of go with your body? Well, there, there's an app out there if you want to get specific about okay. it. The, um, it's, it's Jack Daniels. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. VDOT. Mm-hmm. Uh, app you you can use that and it kind of tells you but everybody's different sure it is different for different people some people are affected more by heat than others i've actually become more affected by heat as i get older strangely um than i used to be Hmm. and so uh you know it, it it all depends and so I used to, the heat used to not bother me at all. I yeah. mean, I could almost run the, the same speed in the heat as I could in the cool, but. Do you find yourself inside more often now? I mean, minus your running. I, I, I fat, when I worked in an office for four years, 
my whole life. I've worked in one office four years. <laughs> but I found that it was hard for me to go outside during those four years because I had been in the air condition so much. So we spend so much time outside. The outside doesn't really affect me as much as I don't like cold. Even cold weather doesn't affect me yeah. as much as many. Um, I just don't like it. But so I, I don't yeah, know the, not, the body being, you know, adapting to the cold or the, the air condition and then being outside. You don't think that's anything to do with it? No, because in my case, I'm actually spending more time outside, outside. Mm, because, interesting. you know, prior, prior to coaching, I did spend a lot of time so inside. Indoors, you're right. And, mm-hmm. and now I'm I'm outdoors hours every day. OK, can't. So, yeah. But anyway, interesting, though. Um, so, yeah, so it makes it it makes it tougher mentally to mm-hmm. run in the summer as well. So you you, you got to be. You, you have to be cognizant of that, yeah. right? Because yeah, if yeah. you if you get frustrated with it, then that just makes the mental problem snowball. Well, I feel that this is one of those kind of areas where you have to find the balance because going from the topic that we were just talking about of, you know, not wanting to give up mm-hmm. and, and pushing through hard things mm-hmm. versus heat and safety, mm-hmm. you know, is my finding that middle spot of, all right, but, but, I am suffering because I'm not slowing down. Let me slow down to see if I can't, you know, make the yeah. changes or what have you. But um, yeah, you, it's you have to be mindful of that. You do, and be satisfied with it when you mm-hmm. have to run a little bit slower. Yeah. Don't don't beat yourself up because you're not running at a particular pace. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. actually, I was out for a run. I specifically went out. It was 86 degrees. It was three o'clock in the afternoon, and I did that on purpose because again, I'm I'm trying to adapt to the heat. Yeah. Um, and it was going to be four miles and I put my, my course was going to be partially shaded, you know, but a lot of it was in, in the blazing sun. Well, at three miles, I went ahead and canned it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn it off now because I was running too fast and I couldn't slow, you know, I, it yeah. was one of those things that, so I just, I, and I shut it down, but then I did intervals on the way back and, and I was like, you know what? I'm perfectly satisfied with this run today because yeah. my point was to get out in the heat. Yeah. So, yeah. well, there you go. That's, I don't know that that Coach Dean would have liked that, but that's ah, all good. <laughs> so, have you ever wanted to go into space? Have you ever thought about that? Not really. No, don't have any interest in that. <laughs> not not in outer space, no. But you no. know, I, I like this topic, though. I think it would be interesting. Do you? I don't know though. What if? What if? Uh, I, I thought about it because I, I would think that would be really cool. But of course. Going in outer space could be dangerous. Dangerous. Right? Yeah. So, what if we can't come back? Yeah. What if What if you had a ninety percent chance of coming back? Would you go? Would you Would you take somebody up on an offer to go into space? And I think I would. Would you? I think I would. Yeah. Even if I had a ten percent. Because chance. again, you you like that living life right on I that like, edge. Yeah, I like things different. I like new and different. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe well, I'll grow into that. It's time for Dean's thoughts. I love That's them. a time when we share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. And that is, let's talk about how gravity affects us um, when we are in space. This is called the gravity of the situation. When an astronaut travels through space or spends time at the International Space Station, they have to perform vigorous exercise for two hours a day. Is it because all astronauts are fitness freaks? No, it is because the human body can lose up to 20% muscle and bone density in less than two weeks when it's exposed to an atmosphere that lacks gravity. The exercise is important to keep them from losing strength and even breaking bones more easily on Earth when they return. It's a lot like people who suffer from osteoporosis. Our bodies are designed for gravity. 
Without it, they begin to break down. Just the simple act of fighting against gravity every day helps to keep our bones and muscles stronger. We need the gravity. Gravity is good. It makes sense when you think about it, and we should look at running the same way. The resistance that gravity provides to our muscles and bones helps to keep them at a minimum strength needed for life in general. But we don't want to live a minimal life. We want to live the abundant life described in the Bible, don't we? Isn't that part of the reason we run or walk? Let me describe two different buildings. Let's make them churches. The first building is a nice building, but you notice that the furniture is old and well-worn. The floors are uncluttered, but the pattern in the carpet is obviously old, and it looks like it could be replaced. The light fixtures all work, but they are 1980-style fluorescent lights. Finally, you look into the upper corners, and you see that the dust and cobwebs have collected in them just a little. The place is fairly clean and neat, but relatively unimpressive. Now let's walk into a different building. The second building has the latest luxury vinyl tile that looks just like real wood floors. The walls are painted nicely and the furniture looks like it was purchased last week. Everything is shiny and super clean. The lighting is creative with some direct and non-direct lighting. Everything looks thought out. I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad about their church if it looks like the first building, but which church would you like to attend, assuming all all, all the people are the same? We all want to use a building that's clean, efficient, and easy to use and makes us feel good about where we are, right? I know it's not about the building, and I totally agree, but it does make us feel a little better, if we're being honest. Mm -hmm. Many of our churches don't have the finances to update everything, and that's okay, especially if the focus on worship makes it special. After all, that's why we're there. But let's look at our bodies like those two church buildings. Are you the first church? or the second one. You have the opportunity to update your building or your body. Running or walking is a great way to do it, and it doesn't cost a thing. But you have to be willing to go against gravity to do that. The truth is that you need the resistance of running, walking, or some other exercise to live your best life. If you have trouble getting out the door, maybe this is a good reason to get moving. And speaking of churches, Many professing Christians are only getting a dose of Jesus on Sundays. It is easy to fall into the habit of going to church on Sunday, lay our Bible down for the week, and pick it up next Sunday. But that's a lot like going into space six days a week. It's simply, it's simply not enough to keep our spiritual body in shape to do the things God has planned for our lives. We need to expose ourselves to the daily gravity that is reading our Bibles and praying to our Father. It is the only way to build up the spiritual strength we need for the rigors of daily living. Simple gravity keeps us in shape by providing resistance for our bones and muscles. Running and walking keeps us in even better shape by providing a little more resistance to the body. And spending time with God every day keeps us spiritually fit. We don't have any choice about the gravity, but we have to be intentional just like the guys at the space station if we're going to be all of what God wants us to be. That's great. Great story. Resistance. It's a bad word and a good word at the same time, isn't it? It really is. It really is. I mean, you think about that, just that word resistance. You can you can say just that word and you can get a positive picture and a negative picture. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting word that, you know, I hadn't ever really thought of that as 
this uh, this picture of it being good and bad. Yeah. Um, but you're it's so right, and yeah. I like I like the analogy of the yeah the body, the church, the yeah mm. yeah mm. yeah. Count it all joy. Amen. Uh, sometimes resistance feels good, right? Yes, yes. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. it really does. Yeah. It feels good, and, and running. Sometimes running feels great and nothing beats running hard. I had one of those runs this past weekend where it just, I just felt good and I ran way faster than I, I normally run and it just felt really felt good. good. I pushed mm-hmm. myself and that resistance felt really good. Um, but the only way that I could get to that run that felt great where the resistance felt really good was by working my way through a lot of days where it was a lot a harder. A lot harder, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, you have to go through those hard days. Yep, yep. It's important to understand that. Well, in muscle memory, too, because those muscles had those hard workouts during that hard run that you had over the weekend, it's like, oh, we know what we're doing. Yeah. And it just it clicked that day. Yep, and it, yeah, and uh, yeah, and we have to we have to realize that when we're in the moment, the bad moment yeah. of struggling through the resistance, we we need to realize the resistance is worth it. Yeah, like we were just talking about, it's yeah. worth it. I, I always think of where where the Apostle Paul talks about, you know, in our weakness we are strong. Yeah, you know, I that's that's something that I hold strong to, um, or hold on to is the fact that where I'm weak, if I just continue to work harder at it, I will grow stronger through Christ. Yeah. I mean, you know, in in mm-hmm. if it's meant to be, which I feel like I've been called to go do this, then I know I'm going to grow. Yeah, and it's in our it's it's during that hard time we grow. Yeah, yeah. It's like I was just talking with somebody the other day about um, if if we lack patience, mm. how do we get more patience? Mm. We we put ourselves in positions where we mm-hmm. need to have more patience. Mm-hmm. Well, that's running is kind of like that. You you run you you can't you can't get the benefits of running without doing the actual running sure right yeah and and so we have to we have to figure out how we can embrace that resistance right it's a lot like it's it's really getting out of our comfort zone absolutely and uh, we have to figure out how to embrace it Mm -hmm. the more we can embrace it the better off we're going to be um and then of course the alternative is to not face that resistance uh and then you get what we get at the space station when you at the space station and um you go two weeks and you've lost 20% of your muscle mass because... I didn't know you, that. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's a yeah. really crazy thought. Um, and and we, our muscles atrophy and it goes that way whether it's an activity that we do like running or weightlifting or whatever we do. Sure. Um, and it's that way in our spiritual lives as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. If we don't use it, we lose it. Right. right. That's such a one of those sayings that it's so true. Yep. Yep. So we got we to gotta spend time doing these things in order to again as i said living the abundant life mm-hmm. is is all about living our best life and our best life doesn't take place sitting on the couch no no it does not amen do you struggle with motivation to exercise are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you the run for god run club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter healthier you Stop trying to get into better shape and do it. With the help and inspiration of thousands of others who are going through the same challenges you face, whether you're participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? 
Get started today at www.runforgod.com. All right, we're back, and uh, by the time this podcast goes live, we will I will have had two athletes who actually competed in, in the national championships. Hopefully, we have two All-Americans at this point. So cool. Don't, don't know, but yeah. uh, they have to finish top eight to be considered All-American in track. Hay is in the barn. And uh, yeah, they're, they're looking good. Good. I like their chances. Good. Um, it is going to be hard. They're going to have to do well sure. to do it, but... Um, how exciting but it's exciting so Catherine Bradenberg is she's a two-time all-american in cross country already Mm -hmm. she's never been an all-american in in track she's competing in the 1500 meters okay um, which is just short of a mile okay and um I'm, I'm really excited about her prospects she's uh She's had a breakthrough in the way that she's raced lately, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing her. What should be her best. time? Um, she, she she ran 441, Jeez. and uh, we're looking at her running. I believe she can run 435, wow. maybe a little faster. Awesome. And uh, so we'll see. Very she cool. She has to go through rounds, so she has to qualify for the finals. Okay. 12 girls out of there. I think there's over 30. Out of, out of those 30, 12 will qualify oh, for the good. finals. Okay. And um, so we're... We're looking forward to that. Very good. And then Riley Joe Ford, who has been on this podcast yep. a, a while mm-hmm. back, um, she's running the half marathon this year. Um, it was supposed to be a marathon. I was like, did she did the marathon before? She did the marathon last, last year. Last year, yeah. Okay, I remember uh, that. This year, she qualified for the marathon again, but the NAIA, which is mm-hmm. our governing body, mm-hmm. decided that we were not going to have a full marathon because it was too dangerous because it was too hot, hot. Mm. and it is in gulf shores alabama it yeah. is in a, and they do it early in the morning they start basically with as the sun comes up they start that early right to make sure that it's as cool as it can be um of course the humidity level is always high down there but sure. um i just have a problem with the culture of safetyism that we have these days, and I call it safetyism. That's what I call it. I don't yeah, know that I wouldn't know what to, yeah, calls yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But this whole idea that we have to protect everybody and everything to the nth degree mm-hmm. drives me bonkers. Yes, because the truth is, we would never. I wouldn't have gotten in my. You wouldn't have gotten in your car and driven here if you were doing the absolute most safe thing all the time. Right. 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 But we it, have to live life. And just, um, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for this. The, because of the fact she has trained for the marathon. Mm-hmm. And she's prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Whatever the temperature is. Exactly what I was saying earlier. I'm sure she's gone out in the middle of the day and, and has run countless times to prepare for the heat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that, on this topic with the the, the over. And that's it's such a, it's such a, a slippery little topic, you know, with with safety and and we're not suggesting by any means. I'm not suggesting that people should go and be reckless and whatnot. But um, come on, I, and I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's, it's important to note that we're not saying go out there and be reckless for yeah. sure, for sure. But here's here's some facts. This is an absolute fact. People don't die in marathons from heat. Right. They just don't. Right. Um, has it happened? Yes, sure. it mm-hmm. has happened. But it's not a common occurrence. Mm-hmm. And when people do, and when it has happened, typically it's people who are not trained very well. They're, yeah, they're not, not prepared. really ready. Mm-hmm. 
um, as, as you mentioned. Now, do people have to drop out because of the heat, because they, they get overwhelmed with it or what? Sure, sure. that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's different than being in real danger. Yeah. It's something that you, you can recover from. And that's where I have the problem. The problem, if it were a true, you know, look, there's a, there's a 1% chance you're going to die. Okay, I understand. Let's not do that thing. You're not taking them to Death Valley, <laughs> right? Exactly. And, uh, and and the problem that I the maybe one of the biggest problems with this particular issue is that they they called uh, they called off the marathon over a month before they were even going to have it. So they really had no idea what the weather was going to be like when they when they when they called it off. And so um, that was just another. They just knew it would be warm and it was going to be warm. And yeah. And so anyway. It's sad for Riley because Riley's better. The longer she goes, the better she is. Yeah. And so it's better for her if it's a marathon. But I think she's going to do well to half marathon. Too. I'm sure so. she's going to do well. Yep, she will. Uh, she's it's a tough just, girl. It's impossible to eliminate all risk. You can't. I mean, yeah. like you said, that we wouldn't be doing anything. We'd be like, well, <laughs> I was going to say we'd all be sitting on our couch. But there's a risk at that, too. There so, is. I mean, there, yeah. we couldn't do anything. <laughs> now, it's important to understand. I do know people and have seen people who are like, you know, walk out into traffic because God's got me. Yeah. No. no. God gave us a brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we should be smart. Uh, so we got to be we do have to be careful. And yeah. I think being careful is important. But we got to be careful not to not to believe that we can eliminate every risk absolutely so absolutely i'm with you on that one yeah all right we have a trivia question for this week and the trivia question is this who holds the record for the wheelchair marathon and what was his time so i would venture to say very few people know the answer to this question i would probably imagine as well but one thing in in I, I'm, I'm giggling at myself because we watched, when we used to run the Peachtree Road Race, they always start with the, the wheelchair, you yeah. know, and we would watch them every every single year before we'd head out to go run the Peachtree because they're, they're so much earlier and then the really, really fast people got to go and then our wave got to go. So yeah. um, I really wish that I would have paid closer attention <laughs> to some names, <laughs> but I'm just so amazed at how incredibly fast they are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a whole it's it's a different sport. Yeah, it's really different. Yeah, um, it's it's not this a wheelchair marathon is not the same as running a marathon at all. I would nothing yeah. about it that's 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 even similar. It's just I never I mean, even thought about that, but that uh, yeah, it is an endurance event. Mm-hmm. And but it's not just like doing a marathon with your arms. It's it's completely different because of the time that's involved in it is just completely different yeah um, that it doesn't take them three hours right four hours to do it right so now some people it does for some people it is a lot like running a marathon but um for these these world-class folks not i just can't even imagine yeah yeah they, they have a different kind of grit you know what yeah. i mean they their their drive and determination um these athletes are just amazing to me yeah. again once again i'm just so inspired by people yeah. who do really hard things yep <laughs> Well, we'll talk more about the answer to that question Can't next wait. week. And you can send, if you know the answer, um, you've probably Googled it. If you know it off the top of your head, congratulations. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I didn't. Um, 
But you send the answer to dean at runforgod.com. If you're the first person to send the right answer to dean at runforgod.com, you'll win a Run Club Tumblr. And so uh, you'll want to get on board for that. Right. Right. They can't send it to customer service. That's right. Nope. Has to go to dean at. No 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 Facebook Messenger. As many messages as I like to get, this one I won't be able to help you with. You've got to contact dean. (laughs) That's, That's right. That's right. No, that's right. No, Angie. Yep. Nope. All right. Every week I share a reason why running is so awesome. And so this week, my my thing is the dry shirt moment. That's I call funny. it. Uh, you know, I, lo- I, I don't mind running in the heat. Um, and I love those days where I run in the heat. But uh, I run. Now, there's a lot of days if I'm running by myself, just frankly, and it's 80 degrees or higher, I run without a shirt on. Um, some people never run without a shirt on, but. But if I'm running with my girls' cross-country team, sure. I'm not running with a shirt sure. off um, for obvious reasons. So you get through, and you've got this heavy, dripping wet shirt at the end of your run. Taking that shirt off and replacing <laughs> it with a dry shirt is just one of the most glorious feelings. <laughs> um, I'm going to never wear a sweaty shirt again without thinking that i'm gonna change my shirt right now it's it's just one of the things about running we don't even think about Mm -mm. because i don't really mind well i try to get out of the the and i'm I'm a tank top where i wear as soon as i'm kate as soon as that temperature or the sun comes up that i can put on a tank top i'm out of that t-shirt yeah something about yeah anyway um but I just go places sweaty. I'm like, I've got errands to do. I just go and sweat. I don't care. Well, now, but I do carry change of shirts now yeah. in in the truck. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. times. Yeah, now it depends. It depends on on how. I mean, I'm literally. I, I'm I'm. I get through with some runs, and I can literally take my shirt and and wring it out, and it's Patrick's that way. It's just even in the, in the winter time, we we try to take pictures of the steam coming off his head. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he's sweating, and yeah. it's like, yeah, it's thirty two degrees, yeah. but he's sweating. It, it, yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm in fourteen layers, and <laughs> uh, all right. Our motivational thought of the week is this: mental will is a muscle that needs exercise, just like the muscles of the body. It does. That came from Lynn Jennings. Lynn Jennings is a, was a runner back in the 80s, I believe it was, 80s or 90s. Um, and she was a very a world-class runner. And so this comes from a running perspective. Uh, again, men, mental will is a muscle that needs exercise just like the muscles of the body. I like that thought. I do, too. Yep. I do, too. The six inches between your ears, as we talk, as we mm-hmm. call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mine is very muddy and cloudy in there, and I'm doing my best to kind of like make it much more foggy yeah <laughs> uh, much less foggy i guess uh, i should say uh, well good luck with that yeah thanks uh, <laughs> well angie thanks for being here i am do so you have grateful. any last words parting words of wisdom that you want to share with oh, the folks out wisdom's there? not really my you know <laughs> um some of the things i just shouldn't share either you know you're, so yeah you're more on the crazy side than i the wisdom really side. am yeah, yeah. i mean because okay. i am one of those i might follow you because you're so crazy that i'm like i I might do that. Yeah. But no. Um, keep we at got, it. Keep trying. Keep yeah. pushing hard. I don't love the word try. So sorry I just said that. But don't give up. You know, mm-hmm. there's, we're, we're coming to the end of this 10K challenge. A lot of the, the I have a more or less a virtual group that has been doing. And, and I had some that were just here for the 5K, some that are moving into the 10K. And um, 
you know, I'm seeing daily, even with some of the people that, that live out of town that I talk to, just the growth and how they, and I'm just so amazed at it. You know, it's like, that's my wisdom is it's taken me three years to come into training for a half marathon this year. Yeah. So far I'm injury free. All right. You know, I mean, awesome. so yeah. don't give up, don't yeah. give up, just keep it, keep at it. And, you know, adjust, modify, contact Dean. You know, I, I think that's important is that if we think that I thought I had to follow the plan 100%. Yeah. And I'm learning that, you know, my body's different, you know, just mm-hmm. like everything else and that we can modify things. So. You gotta adjust accordingly, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so yeah. grateful for all that you guys do. I, I say it a lot and, you know, and I drop lines here and there when I send an email or whatever, but I think I can speak for a lot of us that we are very grateful for all you guys. Well, we're very grateful for your cheerleading. <laughs> it has a huge impact. It is my gift. And we're so thankful for it. Thanks. For sure. So, all right. Until next week, may God bless every step of every run or walk. Mm-hmm. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.